Hello, welcome to Maple Syrup. Well, my, I'm your host, Kyle Cardin. Joining me, as always, is the Noah to my Kyle. Noah Cardin. Hey, hey, Noah. How's how's it going, bud? Um, I'm. It's going all right. Hey. Okay. So here's here's a fun fact, listener. I'm sorry. I'm a bit bummed out right now, and you might be saying, "Why is Kyle talking like such such a little little creep boy?" Um. So here's a fun here's a fun here's a fun story. Um, I accidentally uh, saved over the original recording for episode twelve with episode thirteen, uh, which created just a whole just a whole bunch of problems. Just a, just when a it mess. Came. Yeah, just a real just a real mess. That is a hundred thousand and ten percent my fault. <laughs> Um, we re- tried to record it a little while ago, like not even today, and I think it was okay, but I can't remember any of it. But episode 13 was way better, so I'm glad that I didn't just lose the file for 13. Yeah, 13 is also much longer. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, dude, it was so long to edit. Um, I've already edited and uploaded episode 13. Um, it's just we were in a scramble to find 12, and I was like, oh boy, I sure did goof it. Um... It's just been incredibly hectic on my end right now, so I want to apologize to you, the listener, for the for the delay, because I'm going to edit this like 30 seconds after we hit the stop on the record button, and we're going to upload it like immediately. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> um, and I also want to apologize to my lovely co-host, Noah, who deserves a better intro than that. Hi, welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money. I'm Kyle Cardi, and joining me as always is the... Uh... What's his name? Jughead to my hot dog. <laughs> Noah Carden. Hi, I'm Hot Dog. Bark, bark. Um, so, episode 12. Hey, Noah, what's episode 12 called? Anatomy of a Murder. Cool. I feel like we may have had a good goof on that before, but I'm just going to try to cycle in some new goofs, because I truthfully can't even remember what the hell I've got, I I've got, like, maybe one time. or two goofs from the old episode 12 that I need to redo. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, I will, if I remember them, I will just feign surprise. So, like, the listeners will never know, they're dumb! It's mainly me just being Cheryl. Um. (laughs) You're not dumb, you're all very, very, very intelligent and lovely people. That was another goof. Um, we're pulling back the curtain on this episode. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Alright, so... (laughs) Uh, we also have to talk about our lovely fans at the end of this episode, because I think we did that. Yeah, this... This gives us a chance to talk about, because you mentioned some shit about, like, our download analytics. My level is really low for some reason, and I don't, I don't know why. Hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, like, it's, it's shrinking as I record. (laughs) Oh, no. What the fuck is happening? Oh, it's cursed. Okay, go. It's cursed. Just do your thing. I'll, I'll, I'll adjust. It's, it's the Archdeacon's curse. Uh, so, uh, chapter 12, Anatomy of a Murder, starts off without any Jughead alog. Because the end of episode 11, Jughead is like, I'm out of here, yo. Like, there's a lot of shit going on, and I just need to be by myself. I'm bouncing. Yep. Um, so at Pop's Diner, Archie and Veronica inform Betty that the gun, uh, that was found by Sheriff Keller is a plant, and that it totally wasn't there when they searched, uh, FP's, uh, trailer earlier uh 
The trio tried to contact Jughead, but he's not answering his phone. Funny. Like, weird. Why would he do that after his best friends and girlfriend betrayed him? Um, uh, Archie then decides to inform uh, everybody's parents to the situation instead of going directly to Keller. Just to, you know, hey, we've got this information. How do you think we should proceed kind of thing. Um, the parents act like regular dickheads like they always do. Pretty much. Uh, Archie, Betty, and Veronica inform the parents of the situation, but they're pretty incredulous about the whole thing. Uh, Alice, in particular, calling them amateur sleuths, but Betty exposes her, saying uh, she asked Veronica to break in, which like sets all the other parents off. Yeah, I mean, oh, shocker. Betty Cooper is sleazy. Whatever. Uh, Alice Cooper. Betty's a pure cinnamon bun. With crazy, Fuck. crazy eyes. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, yeah. She terrifies me. I am... Th- Mama Coop. This is See, this is why I don't say her name, dude. I just call her Mama. Bad Mom. Bad Mom. Ugh, I am the bad mom this week, everybody. Aww. 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 Okay, so um, Jughead is in... Did we do the, the bus stop? Uh, we're about to get to the bus stop. Um, okay, so at, at the bus stop, Jughead uh, has like bought some bus tickets and he he calls his mom up from a payphone is like hey mom i'll come visit you and uh we get some context clues based on his reactions that she's like "Mm, no i'd really rather that you just not do that yeah um so he goes back in he's like hey what's up uh i can't be here so like can you exchange these tickets for the next bus out and the the surly person behind the booth is like, "Well, the next bus is going to be at six o'clock, to, but you can't stay here, you bum." To Citrusville, and Florida, s- which is a fake town, because I looked at it earlier. Okay, yeah, because we in the okay pulling back the curtain <laughs> in the original recording, I now remember that we wondered if that was something in the Archie Comics universe. Is it or is it just I like did, we just need a bullshit sounding? Name, I did like find Coast City. I didn't find anything about uh, it in the Archie universe but is apparently in the marvel universe so there's some weird like crossover happening <laughs> archie does have crossovers with marvel who's the resident superhero of citrus city no. I, I don't know i didn't look that deep into it you're fired um so that is what happens and they're all like but where can we find jughead and like i think it's cheryl or maybe veronica i, I watched it yesterday but um, I've been playing so much Stormblood that my brain has turned <laughs> so, off. So your, your brain is a bit fried. So uh, at the lodges, uh, Hermione is Hermione is scrambling for passports, uh, saying that whether or not Hiram is involved with Jason's murder, he's still connected to FP, and that they do need to be ready just in case. Um, Veronica says running away will only make them look guilty, um, to which Hermione exclaims that they are and that she is. Uh, detail- this is like... The episode of just Veronica. This is the episode of Veronica just being like, but like my family's involved, right? Like she asks everyone yeah. this question. It's like, bitch, it's not always about you. Stop doing this, Veronica. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it starts here, yo. Pretty much. Uh, like, so Hermione tell, tells Veronica about bribing the mayor and hiring the serpents and all this other shit, and Veronica is just kind of disgusted at the whole thing. Um, Betty and Archie uh, arrive at the bus station to find it closed, uh, having gone out to search for Jughead. Um, Betty's concerned about having betrayed Jughead, and Archie receives a call from Veronica, who wants to talk. Um, and she's, like, wearing a skimpy, like, negligee. Yeah, like, like she's got, like, a, a silky, like, top and, like, little shorts. <laughs> 
She's like on her back, like twirling part of the fabric. It's like Veronica, you're so fucking extra. Um, Archie tells her that they're out looking for a Jughead, and Veronica's like, "What the fuck, man? Why don't you tell me?" Um, there's only one place you could be this late at night, and we were just Hi. there. Hi, I'm I'm Veronica. I'm the smartest person in your group. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like. She's the only one that actually pays attention to, like, the fact that there's only one 24-hour place in Riverdale, and that's Pop's Diner. And she hasn't even been here for more than six months. These motherfuckers have lived here their whole lives, and they don't figure it out easily. I don't think she's even been there more than, like, three months. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, so, at Pop's, like uh, we see uh, Jughead sitting there all sad and hatless um, as the, the gang arrives. Um, they apologize for hurting him and breaking in, but say that the gun wasn't there when they looked, um, so it's definitely a frame job. And they go to the sheriff's station to confront Keller about it. Um, at the sheriff's station, Sheriff Keller is interrogating FP, stating that the bullet from bullet and the gun match. Um, and then FP basically lays out what happens uh, for Keller, essentially confessing to the murder, um, saying that during the summer... Jason came to him looking for a getaway car and cash for him and Polly. In exchange, Jason would smuggle weed to a drop-off point, um, and then they'd be free to go. But then he decided that it would just be much easier to kidnap Jason and try to ransom him back to the Blossom family, but then he had to shoot him when he tried to escape. So, mm, what are you gonna do? But then, here's the, here's the kicker, though. He confesses to stealing uh, Sheriff Keller's, like true detective board which we already know that that's nonsense so that's immediately sending up some red flags yeah totally uh he also apparently followed uh betty and jughead to the the hidden car and set it ablaze that one night i think he actually did do that though he might yeah because he has uh, jason's jacket Yeah. yeah so i definitely think he did that um FP confesses to the murder um, as the gang arrives. Um, and they say, you know, they tell Keller that it's a, a, you know, he's being framed. He didn't do it. And Keller's like, then why did he just confess? As FP is being brought out by a couple of deputies in handcuffs. And there's like this really intense, like, uh, yeah, dramatic, like heartbeat kind of music going on. Yeah, it's, it's uh, emotional. At Thornhill, the next morning... <laughs> Thornhill. Uh, Polly comes down to have breakfast with the Blossoms uh, and is greeted by Penelope in the newspaper stating that FP is Jason's murder. Uh, Polly is slightly stunned and a little confused. It's like she's, she's like, she oh, says, it wasn't like, you guys? <laughs> yeah. <It's> basically, <laughs> pretty much. Like, great detective skills there, Scooby. Um, <clears throat> I, also, I just want to say, like... Polly must have, like, crazy constitution score to be able to bounce back from, like, repeated poisoning so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like, crazy yeah, high like... con. It, uh... Yes, because she, she keeps getting these weird milkshakes that make her all sleepy. What? <laughs> I, I drink my daddy's sour grape juice and it makes me sleepy. <laughs> uh, Clifford 
reassures Polly, saying that he went to the station to confront FP and that they'll finally have peace. Um, Penelope adds that Jason will have peace and they can start over. Um, Penelope in this episode is just so intense. Yeah. Just so intense. She's, she's intense for the next two episodes. Like, she she really kills it, this actress. I don't know her name, as we've established multiple times. I don't know anybody's name, except for AJ Kappa. Um, but she she brings the heat. <laughs> that's, that's not his name. <laughs> I fucking know that. <laughs> AJ Kappa is my nickname for KJ Appa, and in my mind, he's some sort of like DJ Japanese mythological cucumber loving demon turtle, but who also just really yes. appreciates a fat beat. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kyle Carney. These are the jokes. These are the you, jokes. You paid This for is it. what you get for a second chance. Price of admission is a joke called AJ Cap. <laughs> oh, man. So, at Riverdale High, the gang discusses what's happening. Um, there's no mention of Veronica's dad in the reports. So, But Veronica sure as shit won't let people forget that her dad might be involved. Um, but she still thinks that Hiram maybe hired another servant to plant the gun. Um, Hiram hired him. <laughs> did you get it? Yes, I did. Uh, okay, cool, cool, Cheryl cool. is being consoled by uh, other students um, as Kevin arrives at the gang's table asking how's Jughead. Uh, apparently he's being questioned by Sheriff Keller and isn't coming to school today. Um, Kevin defends his dad as Betty insists FP didn't kill Jason, that he only confessed due to coercion or to protect someone, which who could FP be protecting Oh, let me think. Um, mm, I don't know. The only person in his life? Pretty much. Um, and, like, I agree with Kevin. Like, his dad's just doing his goddamn job. Yeah. Like, if he if he wasn't doing this, I would probably not vote for him in the next sheriff election. Because you elect sheriffs, right? Uh, yes. Yes, you do. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I would not vote for the sheriff who was like, nah, he's innocent. The Scooby-Doo gang didn't see a gun before, so we're just going to let him loose. I would fucking lose my mind. Yes. Betty brings up Joaquin, but Kevin says, don't don't bring my boyfriend into this. Don't ruin the one good thing I have going for me, Betty, please. Betty, please, don't fuck this up. You fucking ruin everything, please. Uh, And then the lunchroom buzzes suddenly as Jughead arrives, making a solemn beeline to Cheryl's table. Um, where he this is this is a bad decision Jughead makes. It's this is a scene of bad decisions. Uh, Jughead apologizes to Cheryl, who immediately stands up and slaps him super hard, and then just like pummels his chest. Yeah, she makes a bad decision and just assaults Jughead, and then like runs away. Uh, Weatherby intervenes, and Cheryl goes running off as uh, he drags Jughead to the office. Um, uh, in the bathroom, Betty goes to talk to Cheryl, who says that even though people are, are like consoling her and saying that she must be relieved that it's all over, it doesn't feel like it is. Um, can we can we put a pause on this one really really quickly? Um, so they walk in there, and Cheryl is like expecting to get yelled at, <laughs> and she looks at her and like with a straight face goes, "I barely touched him." It's like, <laughs> bitch. I think we have different definitions of. Barely touched. Like, he's bleeding from the lip, and, like, you did a yeah. freaking 100-hand slap on his chest. Like, you, what's going Hey, 
Hey, E Honda, you just committed an assault. <laughs> yeah. Fucking don't. That's not barely, you idiot. Uh... A little later, we see Jughead leave Weatherby's office as he's greeted by Betty, who asks what's going on. Uh, Jughead says it's just more questioning, um, and Betty says everybody is wrong and that FP is innocent. But Jughead is just exhausted and says that, you know, who who was it then? FP confessed, and that after waiting his whole life for him to do something right, Jughead is done, and so should Betty. Like, he's just washing his hands of the whole thing. Um... As Archie arrives home later, uh, Fred finishes a call with Principal Weatherby, who, concerned for Jughead's safety, thinks he should finish the rest of the semester from home. Uh, so, this whole scene is is very long, but, like, the gist of it is, like, Archie's dad is sort of dancing the line of good dad and, like, bad dad and just stupid dad, like, good, bad, and stupid. Um, because he's straight up having an argument about how being around Jughead is a bad idea because Trouble follows his family. Like, while he's yelling this, and even if Jughead wasn't sitting on the stairs listening to this entire conversation unfold, like, he could probably freaking hear you from up in, like, the, you know, AJ Kappa's room. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's that's a bad decision. And then he straight up is like, maybe you should go with your mom to to Chicago, because that's how Luke Perry sounds to me. And... (laughs) And uh, it's Archie's like, fine, Dad, maybe I will, dick. I, I don't know. Like, this whole scene is... You lose... You gain some bad dad points, yeah, which... Mr. Perry. You gain bad dad points. Because he's just like, don't hang around with Jughead. Everything's bad. Maybe you should stay with your mom. And Archie's like, I wasn't thinking about it, but, but I'm going to do that now, dick. Yeah. Uh, next door, uh, Betty hears some noises downstairs and goes to investigate... Uh, running in- I thought it was going to be Jughead. Hmm? I thought it was going to be Jughead. Uh, yeah. Like, he ran away from the Archie household and he went to seek sucker. Um, but it ain't. It ain't <laughs> him. It's everyone's favorite dad. <laughs> she she runs into her mother first, who is just wielding a big-ass revolver, who I still think, She's- I still think it's freaking Grundy's gun. I think they just kept it. I, I, I gotta get a side-by-side, like, comparison picture like if someone can screen cap that and put them side by side and tweet that shit at us that would be choice because we do believe that that is Grundy's gun she she just has an unregistered firearm now yeah also uh when they're like she goes to like stop whoever it is that's breaking in before it's revealed that it's Hal we hear her like click back the hammer yeah, like, and then, but so, but if you look at the gun, a, it's totally not moved at all. It, they just added in a sound effect. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> you pull the hammer back so that your first shot will have a smoother pull. Yeah, it's a lot, but like, pull, yeah. at least pull the fucking hammer back, especially if you gotta add in the sound effect. Like, I know yeah, there's that whole thing or, in movies about clicking back the hammer and everything, but still. I mean, yeah, movies get kind of weird with firearms. Yeah. But it's revealed um, that it's so, hell. And he's disposing of the murder mystery board um, because he doesn't want 
it to get back to him that he stole it and they're like dude why did you steal it in the first place he was like hi have you met our daughter polly <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah hi have you met polly she's crazy also have you met betty she's crazy i was just worried it might get back to them because i genuinely suspected my daughter did it yeah um yeah she's worried about the invo- investigation getting back to polly but not just because of uh polly possibly being jason's killer but also because of the connection between the Blossoms and the Coopers. Namely that no, uh, don't. great-grandpa this Blossom secret. killed don't. great-grandpa Cooper. Okay. That seems fine. Yeah, that, that seems fine. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's fine. But, but, Dad, we did know that already. We set that up a few episodes ago. But uh, it's, it's also revealed that not only is it wasn't just great-grandpa... Grand, great grandpappy, that's it. Great grandpappy Cooper wasn't just killed by a blossom. He also was a blossom. They were brothers <laughs> the whole time. What a twist. In the end, it turns out that it was brothers, a tale of two sons. <laughs> and <laughs> fucking So here's a fun fact for those of you playing playing along with your CW bingo card at home. Also, at some point, definitely not today, but at some point, we should probably make a CW show bingo card because there sure is a lot of really ripe fruit that we could get from those cards. But here's a fun fact for those of you with your homemade bingo cards. Uh, Yes, that does mean that we have official, confirmed, canonical fucking incest in this television show that we watch. Hold on. Somebody's vacuuming outside. Are you Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, it's cutting in and out. It is a big storm over here today, so. Okay. Because somebody's somebody's vacuuming right outside the door. So. Oh, is that what that is? Are you like at a hotel today? No, I'm home. But there's other people in the oh. house. Like roommates vacuuming and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's like because I'm the only person in my home that cleans. <laughs> so, that's cool. I guess that's part of my rent. Um, so, yeah, there's some some kissing cousins. Yes. Everybody, cool. So then they, uh, reasonably so, immediately stormed a Thornhill. Yeah, they stormed a Thornhill thinking, like, you know, if Hal wanted to, like, force an abortion on Polly, what would the, coop, what would the, the Blossoms end up doing? Um, I don't know, apparently kiss the baby. Now, here's my question, because we don't see it. I would bet you right now $100,000 that tucked somewhere on Alice Cooper's person as they storm Thornhill is the Grunderbuss. <laughs> like, she's ready to shoot someone yeah. if they get in the way. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have her pull the gun on somebody, because it's. I would bet $1,000 it's there. Yeah, no, she totally has it on her. Um, so they storm into Thornhill. <laughs> Uh, saying that, uh, you know, they're barging in at the witching hour for whatever's going on in Thornhill. Um, I mean, it's just confirmed that there's magic there. Yeah. Like, at this point, just give us Sabrina. We, we've mentioned it a lot. Just do it already. Uh, basically, uh, Hal and Alice totally expose the whole um, incest thing going on. Uh, yeah, Polly seems shocked, but the Blossoms take it pretty well. Uh, <laughs> Alice, to say the least. Yes, Betty states that um, 
FP was being used by somebody for a crazy motive, looking at Penelope, uh, like hiding incest. Alice continues from that line, saying that they were disgusted uh, at Jason and Polly dating, but Penelope chimes in with the grossest line to be said in the show. Nothing could be more purely Blossom than those (laughs) those babies. Oh, don't. Oh my god. Don't. I'm Ugh. Like literally, I feel like burps coming up my chest, and like I'm going to vomit. It's super gross. Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, how else? Like, what's wrong with everybody? And Clifford is like, spare us the middle class morality. It's not like they were brother and sister. They were what third cousins? All right, listen. Like, oh my god, like, you people. I guess maybe technically that's legal. But is it moral? Mm, no, it's not. It's not. But, I mean, this does play into the need for a Blossom family blood right for the twice-born prince uh-huh. to return unto us and usher in the new age of flesh-based darkness. Uh, I, I still have in my notes, just in all caps, still too close, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's way too close, homie. Um, if you could still fit uh, like the family tree on like a single sheet of paper, that's too close. If your family tree looks like the actual family tree for House Baratheon, then you have fucked up. Yeah. Um, so Alice grabs Polly and leads her out, saying that the the Doctor Moreau experimentation of breeding and eugenics is over, and they storm out. You know, I've never seen Doctor Moreau. I've not. Um, I think it's about a guy on an island who makes people Camaros. Yes, that, I, I know what it's about, but I've not ever actually seen it or read the book. Um, I do know that there was like a kids' cartoon show vaguely based on it. Wait, what? Yeah, Spliced. I think it was. Get called. the fuck out! No way! No way! I refuse. Spliced. Yeah, I, I, it's cartoon. Okay. Yep, you're right. <laughs> It's Canadian because, of course, it is. Of course, it is. Um, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Can, oh, dude, it aired on Nicktoons, Disney XD, and Cartoon Network, depending on the country you were in. Oh. So it it kind of just did work, it seems. Yeah. So uh, they all leave, and you know the Blossoms are kind of angry, and Cheryl is just confused and disgusted. Um, uh, in the morning, uh, Archie takes Jughead to, to Pops to meet with his mom. Uh, Mary Andrews informs, uh, spent all night uh, getting info on FP um, and saying that he never budged from his story um, and that things look kind of bad for him, like, you know, getting out of this. Um, we also need to talk about the fact that Mary Andrews, like, broke the law? Committed a felony? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, Mary, like, 20 minutes ago, you were like, Archie, you committed a crime. And it's like, this is yeah, homie, hi. You just, he committed maybe a misdemeanor. You just committed a felony. Yeah, because she says that she poses as his lawyer, not actually is his lawyer. Yeah, like, that was dumb, Mary. But okay, sure, sure, sure. Plot convenience, moving on. Uh, she does mention that apparently FP called uh, a one Joaquin DeSantos, a.k.a. Joaquin, Joaquin. Kevin's boyfriend, uh, for his one phone call, which I think is also a myth. I think you can get more than one phone call if you're in prison. I don't know. I've never been put in the pokey. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. I've been put in handcuffs plenty of times, but I've never gone to the pokey. I'm not going to ask. So uh, at the holding cell, uh, Jughead uh, goes to talk to FP before things start getting serious. Uh, Jughead confesses that he thought FP was, you know, getting FP onto his feet was a mistake. He had, like, this gut instinct about it. Um, and that choking back his emotion, Jughead says that FP tricked him into, you know, tricked him by cleaning, uh, quitting drinking, paying attention to him. And, like, like, it all made him happy and kind of blinded him to what was actually going on. He only read the manuscript so that he could see if Juggy was onto him. So... But at the end of it, like, he he gets, like, a vibe across to Jughead, who, when he leaves, he immediately calls up uh, the crew, and, and the crew is like, he's like, yeah, you guys were right, he is hiding something, he is trying to protect me, so let's hit up Joaquin and see what we can uncover. Uh, yep, so in Archie's garage, uh, Archie, Veronica, and, and Kevin... Question Joaquin about the phone call. Uh, Kevin asks if there's something. It's It's a tense scene. Oh, yeah, it's pretty tense. Joaquin and Kevin. Uh, Kevin says that, you know, he should tell him if he knows something and that he's asking not as boyfriend, but as the sheriff's son. Like, ooh. Like playing that card. That's not okay. Uh, Joaquin confesses that on July 11th, he got a call in the night from FP about a cleanup job at the White Worm, aka the bar that the serpents hang out in. Yeah, a.k.a. the clearly white supremacist bar that they hang out at. Yes. Uh, when he met FP in the off-limits basement, he saw Jason's body. Um, though he didn't see FP actually murder him, he assumed that he did, and that he helped him with the cleanup. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, a scene note I have here, uh, when they show them cleaning up, FP wipes off like the POV of the viewer. Yeah, like it's a it's a transition. Yeah, it's a, a transition into the present, but you see them cleaning up and everything like that, and that's kind of important because the angle that is that that is at shows something later. Yeah, it's a very very clever trick that I didn't notice upon first viewing, mm-hmm. and then when we recorded this previously, you mentioned it, and then when I was watching it again, I was like, "Damn, Noah's really smart, huh?" Yep. <laughs> Uh, Veronica asks if he knows if Hiram was involved, because of course she does. Because of course, Veronica, whatever. Okay, cool, Veronica. But uh, Joaquin says he only overheard FP and Mustang, another serpent, who Archie got into a fight with a couple episodes ago, talking about some rich guy. Um, The gang insists on Joaquin taking them to Mustang or else. Uh, And then at the Coopers, Betty and Polly spend some time together as Betty receives a call from Jughead, who says his dad is hiding something. At a at the sleazy motel where they think Mustang is, uh, the gang finds Mustang dead in the bathroom from an apparent heroin overdose, and they call uh, Sheriff Keller as uh, Kevin and Joaquin leave because they they cannot be here. Um, Fred and Hermione arrived as deputies cordon off the crime scene. Uh, Keller asks what they are doing, and Veronica explains that they wanted to talk to Mustang about FP. Uh, Keller thinks Mustang was involved in Jason's murder um, and overdose. Like, you know, he just couldn't take it anymore and just overdosed or something like that. Um, the heat was on. Yeah. Uh, as they're talking, a deputy comes out with a leather handbag marked HL and is full of money. Full of dollar bills, y'all. Uh, Keller asks Hermione uh, why her initials are on a bag, but Veronica states, Veronica states 
that it's not Hermione Lodge, but Hiram Lodge, her father, who has had connections with the serpents in the past, and Hermione's like, shut up, Veronica, we're not saying anymore. Hermione sure does look guilty here. She super, super does. Um, She's not very good at this. Uh... Yep. Uh, Hermione has a breakdown later. Uh, Fred tells, uh, tries to convince Archie that he needs to stop her on the dead, uh, and protecting him is his only real job. Um, and then uh, Kevin and Joaquin say their goodbyes at the bus station uh, as Joaquin leaves forever, quote-unquote. I think he might be back later in, in the next season, hopefully. Um, but Joaquin does inform Kevin of something. Something is going on. Uh, something that uh, FP told him. Uh, their backup plan, yeah. their emergency plan. Uh, at the Blue and Gold office, Jughead says that his father was never good at lying to him, and that he's definitely hiding something. And they uh, they take um, some of the names off of the murder board, mainly Hal and Hermione. Yeah. Uh, at Thornhill, Cheryl asks her mother why Jason and her father were arguing the day that they went to the river. Mummy. Mummy. Why was Papa and Baba upset with each other? Why was JJ and pa- and Daddy... Stop! Don't! <laughs> uh, Penelope is just sitting in this room, like, staring into the <laughs> fireplace. She's just, like, all by herself. She's not doing anything. She's just sitting there watching the fire. I think it is a trait of the Blossom family, as we will learn, to be mesmerized with the flame. Yes. Um... Penelope repeats that Clifford had been nurturing uh, Jason to be the heir, but he couldn't handle it. Uh, and Cheryl asks, like, what couldn't he handle? What was going on? Um, she states that if it wasn't about Polly, it must have been about the business, that um, Jason uh, must have seen or heard something that drove him away. And that, you know, what was he afraid of? What was he afraid of, Mummy? Mummy, but mummy, the business. What was, what was JJ scared of, mummy? Was it a, was it a boogeyman? <laughs> the business, daddy. Was it spring? You was it spring heel Jack? <laughs> the the Jersey Devil, mummy. <laughs> mummy. The locket nest monster. Um, but yeah, was it you, mom? And she's like a bitch, she like, like goes into like full on Hulk mode. Like she she like sinks her claws, her her eldritch claws into. Uh, oh oh, mummy, you're drawing blood as if you as if you were Betty Cooper in her own hand. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so Penelope drags her outside um, to the maple syrup barn. Yeah, okay. And and is like, you know, uh, you think that just because Jason knew some dark secret about the family that that uh, her or Cliff killed their own son and dumped the body. And yes, that's exactly what I think. <laughs> and she swings open the, the barn door and says and forces Cheryl inside that here's that here's the answer she's looking for. Here's the sticky, dark, dirty truth. Maple syrup. Drown in it, why don't you? <laughs> okay, okay, cool. She, cool, Penelope. Oh and this Thanks, is Penelope. this is the scene that made me so happy that we named the show what we did. Oh, dude, for sure, like, for absolute certain. Just we're we're gonna get. It's so good. It's so good. We did such a good job. All of our other names were so bad. This one's so choice. It's so good. We did we did a great job. Let's keep patting ourselves on the back. 
We done did it. We're never going to stop patting ourselves on the back, everybody. So, uh, back at the Blue and Gold office, Alice arrives, um, informing Jughead and Betty of the Mustang situation and that the money linked to the Hiram Lodge, and she's saying that it's all too tidy for her. Everything was wrapped up in this nice, neat little bow, and that's not how things work. Um, yeah. There's something else going on here. Uh, receiving a call from Kevin, Betty and Jughead go to find him, uh, go with him to find something. Uh, which turns out to be a duffel bag stashed near where the car had been. Uh, and it inside said duffel bag is, uh, what's his face? Jason's coat. Mm-hmm. His Leatherman his jacket. Leatherman jacket. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's Leatherman. L- no? No? Have we, done this bi- have we done this bit before? <laughs> no, I don't think we have, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's one of my favorite jokes from Community, is Troy is like, mm, I'm pretty sure it's a Leatherman jacket, on account of the sleeves are made of leather. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that has been such a thing with me and my brothers for so long. Like, that is one thing we don't let go of. <laughs> um, in Archie's garage, the gang tries to discern the meaning of the jacket. They try to perceive the nature of the jacket. So... They, they do some passive perception checks, and then there's some active perception checks, and it turns out that there's a hole in the pocket. Uh-huh. And in that hole, it leads to the lining, and in that lining, it leads to a flash drive, and in that flash drive, it leads to a video, <laughs> and in that video, it leads to who done did it. Yep. So we see the gang uh, watching what we, we learn is Jason's murder, like what actually happened. Um, These young actors and actresses, um, they can sell it, and each of them has a very different physical, visceral reaction to what they're witnessing. Like, <laughs> it's really good. They all do a very good job. Except for Archie. Archie just kind of stands there. <gasps> like, well, No, he's he's stunned staggered. Yeah. Like, he, he, he doesn't so. have like an actual reaction as opposed to everybody else. Um, yeah, K- well, this is because this is KJ, damn it, AJ Kappa's first, like, encounter with the true darkness of Riverdale that has been plaguing the past 11 episodes. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. And this just kills that little innocent boy. Um, also, hooray for, like, 15-year-olds watching a snuff film. 8mm yeah. 2. <laughs> but, oh, uh, but no, as, no. as they watch and they see the event happen, uh, Betty gets up and calls who we learn is Cheryl, saying, you have got to get out of the house. And she's like, I understand. I understand. I hear and obey. I adhere and obey. Uh, Cheryl calmly walks out of her room into the dining room, and when asked, what what is it, what's going on, by Cliff, um, she states, you did a bad thing, Daddy, and now everybody knows. Okay, so, like, I genuinely thought that, like, when she crossed to mom, like, that she was going to grab a steak knife and just, like, get her (laughs) right in the jugular. Like, I thought that's what was going to happen, but it isn't. Like, that was an incredibly tense scene for me. Yeah. But uh, Hairpiece did it. Yep. It was Hairpiece all along. He was, he was phone. Yeah, he he was phone. Yes. He was phone. He was phone. Um, Alice delivers Uh, the, the... Thumb drive to Sheriff Keller and Mary McCoy. And we get the and return of the jug catalog. Yeah, we finally get to see its content. It's Jason tied down to a chair, and Mustang is like being a being a jag, and then hairpiece comes down 
and he like takes the ring out of Jason's Leatherman jacket, and then he like gangland executes him. Uh, he takes him out of his shirt pocket. He doesn't have his Leatherman jacket because it's in the uh, the the car. But yes, the car. Yes. Anyway, right. whatever. I'm being I just want to say Leatherman again. No, no, no. You're correct. I just want to say Leatherman. I said Leatherman this time. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. I know. And now, and now it's stuck in there. You're not gonna forget. God it. damn it. Um, it's it's funnier this way. Just embrace it. He she shoots Jason. Uh, the camera angle is the same as from the cleaning transition, showing that there was an, actually a camera in that spot. Yeah, so FP is actually grabbing the camera in that flashback. Yep. That is such a cool touch. I really can't emphasize enough how really well constructed that yeah, is. Yeah, I did I did like that. Um, FP confessed to the murder because Cliff Wasser threatened, uh, threatened him, Jughead, uh, with death if FP didn't take the fall for it. Um, and we see Jughead arguing with Sheriff Keller, who says that even though um, he didn't do the murder, there's a lot of other things that he's going to be charged with, like cleaning up a crime scene and and obstruction of justice and all this other stuff so no matter what he's still going to be in the in the the slammer for a while yeah um well i mean that's that's true he did commit many 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 crimes yeah. uh at the lodges uh veronica apologizes to hermione but hermione informs uh ronnie that hiram is coming home and that Ugh. coming home at the end of the month it's it's such a great thing veronica like she just seems, like, she, really out of it. Yeah, she seems, like, dead inside or, like, Prince Valiumed up. Yeah. Uh, Mary says uh, her goodbyes to Archie, inviting him to come to Chicago uh, for the summer or something like that. And he's like, yeah, sure, Mom. Um, and then Jughead's... Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, you know, whatever. I'll go to Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> God damn it. Uh... Jug Catalog returns, uh, saying that a new mystery of why looms over Riverdale and that only Clifford Blossom knows. And we see police pulling into Thornhill and directed to the Maple Syrup Barn by Penelope and uh, Cheryl just pointing as they arrive. Yeah. And like Penelope is just staring like dead forward the entire time. Yeah, it's very clear that Penelope wasn't in on yeah. it. Um, the deputies arrive at the barn to find Cliff Blossom hanging from the rafters. And they're turned over syrup barrels stuffed with drugs. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm like flipping through a recap on Vulture right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and their description of this is really good. It's a barrel has been knocked over, spilling plastic bags of the mysterious brown material that we've all been well trained as TV viewers to recognize as, and the first letter of each of these words is capitalized, very serious drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wish that we could put a trademark at the end of that, because that's really good. That's really good. Um, But I I, I said it meant, yeah. There's, There's a joke here. Like, before it's actually revealed that it's heroin, like, I thought it might have just been, a, like, a lot of pot, and then it could have been the sticky, icky, icky truth. The st- <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's a, that's a new one. You didn't have that one last time, but it's really very good. <laughs> that's very, very choice. But no, it's totally heroin. Um, it's not pot. Um, like, yeah, it's uncut black tar heroin. Yes. Um, so here's the thing. I said it many episodes ago, and I said it, on the previous episode 12, and I will fucking say it on episode 12, take two. I fucking told you, there is no such thing as a goddamn successful maple syrup empire. (laughs) It does not exist. 
Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Butterworth. Does it, Aunt, yeah, Aunt Jemima might do syrup. She's pancake. She's syrup adjacent at the very least. That is not what a thing. Think? I am saying all of those companies have drug mules. Well, th- those aren't maple syrup companies, though. Those are pancake syrup, which is kind of different because it's not actually maple syrup. It's just sugar. <laughs> hey, remember five seconds ago when you said, oh, that's my bad. I'm being pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, five seconds ago, Noah. <laughs> uh, but yes, you're totally right. You're totally right. Uh, like, yeah, like, there's no fucking such thing. Of course they're selling heroin. Of course. Like, of course. There's. It's not a real concept. Um, but yeah, Homeboy dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's hanging from the rafters. Like, oh shit. Did you know huh. that Cooper is the traditional name associated with the profession of barrel making? I did actually know that, and I didn't put that together. Huh, I, well, I didn't. Vulture put it together for me. Uh, thank you, Vulture. Um, but, because I threw out the episode 12 notes that I had forever ago, because why would I need them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck me. Um, this was a great episode, um, and it's, it just like, what the hell are they gonna do in episode thirteen? I mean, like, I, all right, listen, pulling back the curtain one last time. <laughs> I, I, I do know what's gonna happen in episode thirteen. We do. Technically, we already recorded it like two weeks ago. Yes. So, so like, I, I've already done the goofs that are gonna be there, <laughs> and like, I do know, but maybe you don't know. But I assure you, it's gonna be good. Just be ready for it. I have no idea what's gonna so happen. I, I'm on the edge of my seat. I totally forgot something I needed to mention because I mentioned it last time. Because in episode <laughs> 11, I said that there was a hint about something that's going to happen in the scene where Polly and Cheryl are taking jewelry. Yeah, what's the hint? Because I don't remember it. So they talk about how uh, Clifford's hair went white when he saw the ghost of yeah, Grand ghost. Poppy blossom with his throat slit. Oh, that's right. I remember the tr- I remember the hint now. It so, wasn't the pappy that we think it was, was yes, it? That's exactly what it. What is it, Noah? What is it? So, uh, the Blossoms already knew that great-grandpappy Blossom was already great-grandpappy Cooper. That there was two of them, and that the when they told the story of like him, his hair going white, and like the throat slit and everything like that, that was actually grandpappy Cooper, who was Blossom at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. he died a Blossom, so technically he's still grandpa- great-grandpappy Blossom. Which only exacerbates the ghost situation. Yes. Um, like, there's, I, there's even further ghost exacerbation in the next episode. Yeah, next episode gets buck wild, and we really dive very, very heavily into our fantasy, like, urban arcana Riverdale mythology. Yes. Uh but boy, oh boy, it's so good! It's such a good episode, everybody. Is next and episode that episode will be up will be uploaded very soon, probably too, because uh, it's already in the can. Yeah, it's already it's already in our 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 upload it's server. In, like it's ready to it's go. It's in the queue. It's fucking done. Yep. So, uh, is next episode when I call uh, FP a Shadowrunner? No, that was an older episode, wasn't it? I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's a bad runner. He's definitely not prime. No. Oh, so this is a question that came up in the Slack chat uh, that I have with some of my 
friends uh-huh. and coworkers and shit. So in the Shadowrun universe, like let's say hypothetically, Google became a megacorp mm-hmm. and so Disney also became a megacorp. Which one would you rather be a runner for? Google. Why? Disney's got some... I was actually just reading a cracked article about the really shady shit that Disney does. Yeah, oh yeah, listen. Oh, Google does plenty of shady shit, too. Like, don't don't get yeah. it twisted. Like, Google will be everywhere. Yeah. Like, that's not... So, I want to do Disney only because I bet their branding for their Shadowrunners <laughs> is really on point. Like, you wear those ears, but those ears are like a biowave physical stimulant wave that like makes you incredibly powerful like they clearly specialize in magitech Mm -hmm. whereas google is straight tech and i think that tech and magic combined would make for the stronger company Mm, yeah okay i can i can see that so there's our diatribe but like i won't begrudge you for working for google even though i gave the person who presented the question because he chose google too i gave him endless shit for it (laughs) Because he's wrong. It's the wrong answer. You work for the mouse. Because a prime runner for the mouse would probably be the coolest thing in Shadowrun ever. Give me the Disney bandits. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Okay, so then there's a group of runners, and they're referred to as the Jamboree, and they're a bunch of, like, bear lycanthropes. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, so so we'll have to talk about this later. Because we need to get Hi, to, to some our new of our podcast. Our, 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 our new podcast is we take real life companies and like ask you which one you would rather be a shadow runner for. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so so we've gotten some some tweets and and comments and stuff. Some Tweety Birds. Uh, primarily, uh, we got some from our good friend Review Cultist, who did our lovely lovely logo, um, and who we're going to try and get on the show very very soon. Um, yeah. He says, uh, not a biologist, but my fam has a sugar shack. He is from Canada, and that's where they make syrup and, and things like that. Um, yeah, all of Canada, huh? Yep. That's some stereotyping if I've ever heard Well, it. Eastern Canada. Um, okay. Uh, I can tell you that while I've never seen a spray, like in Riverdale, uh, sap uh, comes out of trees. It's basically sugar waters, which can flow quite well out of a tap given the right conditions. Um, and that, and then you gotta like boil it out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maple syrup is a product of boiling sap, which is mostly water, and then evaporated to change the ratio of water to sugar. Um, huh. Uh, That's very fascinating. Yeah. Uh, we also got some tweets from uh, Sarah Arellano, Ariano, uh, who says that thanks Let me to pull up my Tweety Bird, yeah. uh, who says thanks to us, uh, she's been using GMP and B- BDP in real life. So I don't know if we've actually mentioned this in other episodes that we've we've talked about. I think we mentioned I, it in our original so, episode 12. Yeah, so if we did, then just deal with it because we love the people who are super nice and super, mm-hmm. super good to us. Um, but yeah, Sarah Arellano, like if we're mispronouncing that, just let us know. Um, because you're just the coolest at like... At, like, 11 o'clock one night, Noah sent me that tweet, and I immediately screen-captured it and, like, posted it on Facebook, and I was like, surely this won't inflate my ego. Yeah. Surely. Like, 
That's the dopest. And uh, there's a tweet from her from the 14th that says, Dear amazing peeps of Maple and Blood and at Campaign Pod, let's be BFFs. Y'all make my commute super rad. All right, let's be BFFs. I'm down to clown with that. Yeah. We're best friends now. We could totally be friends with James Lovato. That's totally awesome. Yeah, I'm down with it. Um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, also, our good friend Refugee Cultist um, is apparently working on some some fan art pieces like uh, Betty the <laughs> Barbarian and uh, <laughs> and Nemesis System Cheryl with like an eye patch and a hook. <laughs> Nemesis System Cheryl. That's all I want to do is is play a like a Shadows of Mordor style Archie comics video game. That's all I want. <laughs> um, and he also sent us a lovely picture of uh, Hal and Alice as a uh, and skull. Oh, that's what this is. That makes perfect sense now. I was because like I looked at it, the red beret, and I thought that it was like the NCR from like Fallout, <laughs> and I was like, did we make a Fallout goof? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past us, but no, it's it it's looks, Bulk and Skull. But no, it's a hundred percent Bulk and Skull. I love it, love, love, love it. Um, <sighs> fuck, like it's you're all just the sweetest, sweetest folks. Yes. Like you're. You're the best. You are absolutely 110% the best. Um, Roger at Rocapri on on the Twitter also said he misses the podcast and our episodes and voices. Well, hey, Roger, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sorry. Um, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna own that one. That's on me. That's that's my bad. I've been uh, incredibly swamped at my day job and. My freelance work has also been incredibly swamping. Um, I'm, it's, I'm gonna edit this episode and then I'm gonna get back to that mm -hmm. because I managed to only budget like a couple hours of Stormblood time yesterday. Um, so I I am so sorry. Um, I goofed, it's 100% on me. Don't blame Noah. And once season two rolls around, it's gonna be very stable. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're gonna be recording them like almost immediately after it airs. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna be uploading them immediately. Because like, so the process now, like, no goofs pulling aside the curtain, is sometimes Noah and I record, like, two to, I think, our longest session was, like, maybe four episodes at a time. And then, because we came, like, midway through the season. Yeah. And then I have to sit down and edit, like, three to five episodes at a clip. Yeah. So yeah. it, it kind of stinks. Uh, this will be the last one that I have to edit, though, before we start recording, like, fresh-ass content with our first, like, what'd you think of Riverdale Roundtable? Yep. Um, uh, which, hey, Noah, are we going to be on anyone else's podcasts? Uh, well, uh, we are currently in talks with Review Cultists to get on his show, which should happen next weekend from this recording. Um, yeah, we don't know when it'll go up, but we should be recording it next weekend, yes, which and is. I'm very excited. It's going to be about Ravenmockers, and I have a lot of stories about Silver John to talk about, yes. because it's great. Uh, we're going to be on his show, uh, Al Dente Rigamortis, which is all about creepypasta and, and things is like that. Is that what it's fucking called? Yeah, it's great. Okay, Crazon, Crazon, let me be real with you here, homie. That's real funny. That's a real good. That's a real good good title. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be on his show very soon. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be sure to cross promote and all that stuff. Um, I think we're going to do some like creepy pasta world building for the the Raven Mocker. That's sort of the the plan. 
So. Oh man, this is all new information for me because I tend to go into things blind. Oh, but I am very excited. Yes. Um, one quick thing. Uh, I believe our good friend Roger, who sent us that cu- that tweet about uh, missing us. Yeah. Um, I think we he's from Suriname. Yes, because that's where the the tweet says he's from, um, and that leads. Uh, and that leads me into our, our little diatribe about uh, our download locations, which I'll, I'll take care of real quick, and then we can do our outro. But um, we've been doing pretty well as far as downloads go. Thank you all very, very much. Um, but in our, our Podbean account, we can see where downloads are coming from. And obviously the most, which is like 300 or so, is coming from the United States. Um, the next following amount is 58 from New Zealand. Oh hey! Which I think hey, might New be Zealand. because might be because of AJ Kappa and because he is a sweet little kiwi boy. <laughs> Are we like? Do they mind being called kiwis? Because I was friends with one New Zealander in high school, and boy oh boy, they sure did hate that word. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've always heard them. But then again, they were a very angry person. That might just so be that. That might just be what they were about in their life. Uh, we've also got some downloads from United Kingdom and. Canada, which not as many downloads from Canada as I expected, considering we a couple of our listeners that I know of. Um, though some of that might be like just due to like server locations and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe there's some Canadian folk who just like couldn't, in good consciousness, like download a podcast with maple syrup. In <laughs> and I respect that. Uh, I'm not gonna guff you on that one, Canada. But uh, we have some from Suriname, which I assume is mostly Roger here. Um, and Suriname is a small country in South America, just north of Brazil. And I was very like confused and excited and- to see that in our download list. Yeah, Dutch is apparently the official language of, like, the government and, like, business, media, and education. Like, there's a lot of really cool <laughs> stuff going on down there. Wow. Um, very interesting. I'm super excited to read more about this country. Oh, um, we've also got, like, a download in Germany and the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, yes, um, uh, but yes thank well, you all so, so very much for listening to step us. Step up your game, Germany. <laughs> I have friends in Germany. Why aren't you downloading our show? You'll never hear this. Friends, why aren't you doing it? Yeah, um, come on. Yeah, but thank you all so much for listening and for sharing. It really helps. And, um, I mean, like, I don't think we come across as disingenuous when we talk about how much we really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, totally. Because um, we just, we do this because we like it. Yeah. And we're not, listen, much like a contestant on The Bachelorette, I believe that I am here for the right reasons. <laughs> and... I, that that reason is not to get famous. So yeah, if well, that happens, whatever, <laughs> dope, cool. I don't think it'll happen because this is a pretty niche ass podcast. Oh yeah, it is. But um, I I just enjoy it and I enjoy interacting uh, with people, even if I'm only reading your stuff um, and then shouting it at a microphone like three weeks later. Yes. Uh, so thank you all again so so very much. Um, if you want to get in touch with us. You can email us at mapleandblood at gmail.com. That's mapleandblood, all spelled out, all one word. Um, yep, yep, yep. You can tweet at us at... Our, our Tweety Bird is at mapleandblood. That's, you know, all lowercase, all one word. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, we're pretty cool like that. If you want to give us one of those sweet, sweet follows on that 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 Apple Tree Music Store, uh, iTunes, you could go ahead and do that because that really helps us too. Yep. Because higher ratings there get us more visibility on their charts, yep. uh, which is super duper important. Uh, you can uh, f- subscribe to us on there, and you can also leave us a review, which is also super helpful. Um, you can leave us comments and reviews on uh, sites like mapleandblood.podbean.com, which is our primary download source kind of thing, uh, our hosting. Um, you can also go to mapleandblood.tumblr.com, and uh, I think facebook.com slash mapleandblood is the address for our Facebook page, um, and give us a yeah, follow I believe. there. Uh, so, all right. So yes. So do all that. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and until then, I have. This has been your your our second chance at <laughs> recording this episode. I am your Hi. your I don't do know it. your slightly do hungover it. host Noah Carden. Oh, Bubba! I am your sleep deprived and kind of hungry host Kyle Cardi. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. I had a burp there, I'm sorry, but I held it in so you didn't hear it. Bye!